All right, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this is another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Hey, I know y'all like, whoa, 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 nigga, it's a, it's a bro. Like, yeah, y'all ain't got no, y'all ain't got no, no, no shit to talk, no shit to shoot early on. It jumped in, it jumped into it quick, like a black porno, just boom, soon as the tape hit play, we in there. No dialogue. No, no dialogue, dialogue, no setup. Dick already in the pussy. <laughs> 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 like, we don't even see it. Like, we, we build up. Don't know don't know what the plot is or anything. No, like, you get it. Like, it'll come on and you like, well, she's wearing a schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> but he's a construction worker. I don't even know how this go together. I never understood the trend of them niggas wearing knee pad, Timberland boots, and those fluffy white socks. Who started that? I'm gonna attribute it to Mr. Marcus. I just feel like everything kind of started with that. <laughs> All the little fuck shit started with Mr. Marcus. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Uh, like, who told these niggas that was cool? Nobody. No, I mean, we kept watching. Oh, yeah, because, nigga, see a nigga dressed like that, you think, oh, he finna go to work. <laughs> like, what is he about <laughs> to do? Lo and behold, the nigga did go to work, so. I mean, he did. He did. You know what's funny? When it comes to, I don't know why Mr. Marcus is just the guy that came up at the time. He's like the most famous black porn star, if I'm not mistaken. Is I can't, he? Who would be more famous than him? Hmm. He would probably be the Ron Jeremy of black porn stars. Is he? he I don't know too many of the guys' names outside of like, don't look, the only guys' names I know were those who are around in my coming of age. <laughs> yeah, you same know, here. Uh, Mr. Marcus, uh, uh, Wesley Pipes, <laughs> old talking ass nigga. That was the first time he was, he was fucking this girl in the first, yo, this is, we went <laughs> deep way in this conversation. <laughs> Hey, might as well go in and finish. He was doing what he was doing. And that was the first time a nigga heard the word, I'm going balls deep in that ass. <laughs> uh, I was like, I remember watching it and I was like, yo, this nigga said balls deep. That's nigga. catchy as fuck. <laughs> and to this day, that phrase remains. Wow, man. Pardon me, y'all. I'm a little, it's not COVID. We had a little weather change down here in Miami. So I got a little allergies. You know, the wind came and I got a little scratchy throat. Let's not. By <laughs> weather change, he means the temperature went from 80 to 68. Which is a lot in Miami. It was 57. <laughs> it, is, right? it was 57. I was outside. My head, my, my head was wet. So, you know, I got a head cold. Let me stop. Oh, I, that ain't not. I'm making okay. that shit up. Nah, sure. but that is a lot for Miami. But remember back when we was in high school, by the time October rolled around, you can see your breath in the air. Like, it, it'll get cool from the end of October. The end of October. I was about to say, because I don't know about October, but a good... And yeah, probably by Christmas, it was a definite... And the reason I remember, because that's when basketball season started. See, so, I remember it as... I remember the time back when... um I knew around October, the late October, like when all of y'all was able to go trick or treating and my mom took us to Hallelujah night for Halloween. 
Um, oh, I'm sorry. And I was dressed as Moses. <laughs> <laughs> had a stick and all, <laughs> had the rod. <laughs> and my mom just like, throw it on the ground and turn it into a snake. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I just remember just being like, like drop smike, I just blah, just <laughs> and stared at it. <laughs> Nothing happened. But all the ladies at church, okay, okay, we see you. <laughs> Fake beard and all. Nah, but um I remember yeah, but- it used to get a little cool around then. It used to be like, okay, I could I could bust out maybe a I could bust out a little a little a little jacket. We actually had winters back then where you you would wear your hoodie or your jacket. You could wear it a good 10 to 20 times between October, well, late October, early November till about the end of February. It ain't like that no more. I can't, I want to say when we was in college, we still had winters, but I can't put a finger on it when it, when the change really occurred, but we don't have winters anymore in Miami. None, yo. Like it's I want it's rare we get a yo. This is the first Christmas it was actually cold on. It hadn't been cold in like years. I remember when we were young. I remember Christmas Day, you used to be able to wear your big bubble jacket. Your mom buy you a new bike. You getting out on the you getting out on the street, everybody riding around in their new bike or they new, you know, fake little little motorcycle and shit. Like now. Uh, outside of this one particular Christmas, I remember last Christmas it was like eighty-seven, and I was like, I had a whole outfit planned for the for the for the Christmas day. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's when the Heat got Ray Allen. I can recall him saying, "This is the first time during Christmas he wore shorts." And uh, I want to say maybe probably it was around that time that we didn't have winters anymore. I want to say it was. Probably before probably little, that. Probably before that, but that I remember that specific moment. And when he said it, I was like, Yeah, you know what? We we are wearing shorts. And probably some people are headed to the beach. I don't know if you want to get in the water because the water's still gonna be a little cold. Holy shit. Yeah, but you can still go to the beach and lay out in your swim trunks or bathing suit and chill. But uh mm-hmm. we haven't had a winter here and I don't know how long. It's been a minute. I mean, we've had we've had some decently cool days lately, and this is my favorite time of the year. Where here in Miami, you know, we're gonna take advantage. Like, if it dropped below seventy five, I'm gonna go bring out my little bomber jacket because I don't really get to wear it any other time. No, nah. or I'll burn up. Like I've always wanted one of those nice varsity jackets, you know, with the leather sleeves and and the patches on it. I I don't even even if now that I got the money to buy one, I can't even do it because. It don't get cold enough for me to really rock it. If anything, I have to buy it and then wait until I go on vacation somewhere to wear it. I got a bum ass all black one. Wait, yeah. wait. I like. I just need to go somewhere in the in the January February months and just be able to just go throw it on. Like when I say it's dope, can't wear it anywhere though. Nowhere at all. But we all off topic. Way the reason why topic. we jump, the reason why we jump right into it is because it's been a it's been a wild week, man. Um it's been an an eventful week. And I don't know if we can I don't I don't think we could say in a positive way, because there's been well, the only one that's positive is the Wall Street news. But other than that, every other news we touch today 
his is negative for the most his, part, I would say. Might yeah. be. Might be. But let's uh sorry, ladies. We're gonna go ahead and get this out of the way so that y'all can listen to the rest of the podcast. But we're gonna jump right in and do our Super Bowl predictions. What do you what say you? What say you, Frank? Um okay, I'm gonna put it like this. I'm not pulling for any particular team, but I'd be I think that's a, a interesting story no matter who wins. And I'll just go into that real I'll give my predictions on who I think is gonna win, but I'd be happy with whoever wins because I would like to see the young stud quarterback win his second uh second Super Bowl in a row. I think that'd be really cool to watch. Um on the other side, Tom Brady would win his seventh ring if he wins this one. And I think that's interesting, being that he alone would have more Super Bowl championship than any franchise in the NFL. That's unheard of. Um, but my prediction on who might win, only reason I'm giving an edge to Tampa is Kansas City doesn't have all their starting offensive linemen. Tampa Bay has a very strong defensive line. And we've seen... I don't remember the exact number of the Super Bowl, but when the Patriots played the Giants and the Giants barely made the Super Bowl by the skin of their teeth and the Patriots had a team that was one win away, the Super Bowl, from being undefeated, that Giants defensive line caused a world of problems for that team and they ended up losing the game. The game is won and lost in the trenches. If Tampa Bay's, defense, if Tampa Bay's defensive line bring their A game, as good as Patrick Mahomes and that offense is, as good as they are, they're going to have a long day. Okay. Okay. Um, I think, there, like you said, there's interesting stories on, on both sides. Uh, you have the You have the grizzled veteran, the goat in many people's eyes. But... I mean, Hold on, let me let me finish. call him the goat though. Just real, just a quick interjection. I'm just curious, who wouldn't call him the goat at this point? At the quarterback position, I, 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 like I said, it's it's hard to argue. There's those who still, you know, stand by Joe Montana. There's those who still say that you know the way he threw the rock, you know, his spiral was tight or whatever, whatever. When they start coming up with techniques and all this other shit. Um, it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to argue that dude is going to his 10th Super Bowl. His 10th Super Bowl. That's crazy. Very much so. Six out of nine. It's a crazy thing to say. Um, and look at the teams that beat him. The Giants twice. It's crazy. <laughs> say what y'all want. Eli was a Brady killer. He was. Can't say nothing about it. When ever Brady ran up against Eli in, in, in that spot, Eli, Eli's had some of the most spectacular plays I have ever seen in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. You can't Man. say anything else regarding that. But that catch on the helmet, talk about the luckiest play ever. But those Super Bowls were entertaining. Real quick side story. So when the Patriots had that undefeated team 
and they went up against the Giants. I, I we went to uh, Joe Robbie, which uh, what a Hard Rock Stadium. We went there to watch the game, and there was this dude there in a Patriots jersey. And I don't think I. The only reason I don't forget this guy is because he has such a loud mouth and he was talking so much shit, and he was placing bets with people at the game. So we're out, we're in this lounge area at the stadium. We're watching the game. And this dude in the Patriots jersey, he's talking big shit. He's flashing wads of money and he's betting people left and right. To see his spirits go from sky high to bottom of the barrel by the end of that game was fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Which is why when my teams are in big games, I have nothing to say. Nobody gonna get no enjoyment out of me looking with it, walking around with a little sour ass face. No, sir. The last time you saw that out of me is when we lost to the Mavericks. After that, I've learned my lesson. Don't get too high up on, on your team winning. It's a four game series. Until yeah. that clock say zero after, after your fourth win, then you can say something. But even right. then, keep it, keep it, keep it cordial. Keep it, keep, keep, keep it cordial, keep it cute. Um, but back to back to what I was saying, I, I think like I said, you got you got the GOAT versus the young lion, the heir apparent to being the best quarterback in the league at the current moment, and probably on the best team, he's probably the best offensively, he has the best weapons of any other quarterback in the league, to just to be honest. Uh I personally could go without seeing Tom Brady get another ring. I honestly could care less. Honestly, I hope Patrick Mahomes wins seven more and he raises him right out of the history books. It would, it would do me the greatest of all favors because honestly, as a, uh, as a fan of the game, I understand that he's good, but I lost a lot of respect for Tom Brady with that whole MAGA hat situation. Cause that, was a purposeful act. Like you literally put that there for a reason and you still stand by him and all this other shit. That's cool. You do that. You do all of that. But I, I could, he showed me who he was as a person in those moments. And I'm good in a lot of moments, deflate gate, all the other shit that he went through. It is what it is. He could be a cheater, but also could be one of the greatest players to play the position. So I rather go with Mahomes. Plus he black. True. You're absolutely right. I would always like root to for everybody black. True. I would like to see Mahomes win, but if you ask me who, what my prediction is, that's my prediction. Tampa because of the because of the trenches. Okay. Now I've never. I cared did ask much. you your prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. Never cared much about Brady. And honestly, I forgot about the whole MAGA hat thing because I never paid much attention to him. But no, then again, I'm not surprised. I forgot about it, but when I did see the hat, I wasn't surprised by it because I remember when Obama was in office and they won a title. Don't remember which one it was. He didn't go see President Obama. So when I did yep. see... When I... And I forgot what excuse he gave, but I know it was some bullshit. But um, when I did see the hat, I wasn't taken aback by it. It was like, oh, okay, you have the hat or whatever. So it is what it is. So hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully Mahomes pulls through and he wins his second consecutive Super Bowl. If not, 
there's still a story on that side to be told, but I still got money on the game. So, oh no, I'm not betting money on no game. I got money on the game. Nah, I'm straight. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Speaking of Kansas City, <clears throat> did you see Young Tremaine was at uh was at the Kansas City game? I did, and uh. Tremaine being Trey Songs, everybody. Um, I'm not going to lie. I just learned his name right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I knew who you was talking about because he's on a, a, a topic docket. But when, when you said Tremaine, had you said Tremaine out of nowhere, I'd have been like, who's that? <laughs> One of your partners? He flew out there? That's dope. Nah, <laughs> nah but uh, Trey Songs. So earlier this week, a video gets released of Trey Songs giving one of the most serious, serious headlocks I've seen in a long time to a police officer. Not only, I was about to say, not only did he put somebody in a headlock, he put somebody in a headlock that had a gun on them. And 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 that I was like, okay, okay. And and the what what I saw was how technically proficient the headlock was and the calmness in Trey Song's face. Like, he been putting niggas in headlocks before. Like, this was... Have you not heard about Trey? So I know... He has a reputation for whooping niggas. No, Trey got hands. I'm not saying that. But he seemed like... First of all, the officer, when as you watch the video, the officer got at least 30, 40, 50 pounds on Trey Song's. Trey Songs, the video starts with Trey Songs having the officer in the headlock. And Trey looks like he has him in the headlock with the greatest of ease. Just sitting in there, face just relaxed, like, mm-hmm, you done? You know, you ever you ever been fighting with your big brother and your big brother get you in a little lock and they be like, all right, you done? You done? You done? <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like Trey had his wrist tucked neatly under that officer's chin. He, he wasn't going nowhere. And every time they pulled Trey, that officer couldn't do nothing but drag along with him. <laughs> so, but all so, in all, I mean, we 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 joking, we laughing, but we're happy that it didn't end up with somebody getting shot or tased. Man, man, honestly, although, like, had you played that video with me not knowing how it ended, I'd have been nervous the whole time. Like, dude, this could end so bad, so so bad, because you know what the story's gonna be. If that officer who he had in the headlock, if he didn't shoot him, another officer could have shot him and said, hey, had I not shot him, this guy would have choked this guy to death. And then that's what the media would have ran with. And that's what have been the end of it. But thankfully, it didn't end that way. Maybe the officers were aware that he was a celebrity and they probably knew that, one, we're in a football stadium. Two, if we were to do something to this particular person, it won't blow over easily, and this is we'll have hell to pay. So if there's anybody we're gonna try to bring in peacefully, it's him. Even though he's fighting us tooth and nail, well, he wasn't fighting tooth and nail, like you said, he looked calm the whole time. Although he's fighting us, we can't really hurt him. And they apprehended uh, him peacefully. I don't know if that was the thought. Like they can't really hurt him, but they, like you said, they apprehended him peacefully. He made it because the the first picture I saw with Trey Songz behind bars, like sitting there calm and safe and secure. So I was like, okay, at least, at least like after I saw the video, I scroll and I see he was like arrested. And I was like, whoo, okay, he made it. <laughs> Cause I was a little afraid. I didn't watch the video all the way through. 
I was like, man, I'm just happy he made it, right? Then we're asking, well, what the hell sparked this whole interaction? So apparently the the initial video was released by the police by the police department. Um, and they were saying that they had come to ask Trey Songs to he to put his mask back on while he was at the game. So in my initial reaction, it was like, damn, come on, bro. Like, Trey Songs, you don't already had COVID before. Like, you've already had COVID. Did not know that. You you were literally caught on video at some party that that Bow Wow and Meek Mill and all of them was at in Houston during Martin Luther King weekend. And now you out here at the at the Kansas City Chiefs game, which amazingly has had had a lot more fans than I thought it was gonna be. If I'm not mistaken, at that time, I don't know if the Super Bowl number would supersede Kansas City's number, but they had the most fan attendance in the NFL this season. Yeah, I think it was like 9,000 people were allowed to be at the game or some shit like that. Yeah, it was a high Um, number. Well, for this season, a high number, very high number. Right. And now you're sitting here at the Kansas City Chiefs game and you not wearing your mask. Some people got to come and ask you for it. So the story that was being put out was Trey was refusing to put his mask on and and all of this. And he was going back and forth with the police officer. And that's why the tussle happened. But apparently there's a second video that came out uh, recently that shows at the Chiefs stadium, they allow you to move your mask down. You know how like you, when you in a room by yourself, you rest your mask like under your chin, like right in your little beard area, It'll, you'll rest your mask and you're allowed to eat during that time. So that's the only time you're allowed to remove your mask, which is what Trey Songs was doing apparently. And in the video, you can see different couples cause you know, they spacing people apart who don't have their mask on. So it looks, it appears as if they singled him out to put his mask back on. So, and apparently the officer, the officer approached him and kind of swung first. At least that's the story that's being told now that Trayson was more singled out than him just going out of his way, just spazzing out on a police officer, literally risking him and whoever was with his, whoever was with him in his entourage, like he could have risked their life too. If, shit had went left so i don't know man it's it's a lot of that's a that's a that's a fishy situation that's why i, I find it flaw and, and flaw i ain't say flaw in so long i find it uh <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that came about <laughs> I, I find it whack that the um that the police department i find it whack that the police department decided to release the that that little portion of the video that only shows Trey Songs as being the aggressor instead of the whole initial altercation, I just feel like that's hella whack. In all honesty, why would they release the whole video? When has the police ever did anything that would not paint them in the light of being the good guys? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I I just find it I just find it super whack that that's where that's where we are, like. That's where we always been, my friend. That's where we always been. 2021 ain't no different. But all in all, we're happy. He's okay. Um, Again, the videos doesn't tell the whole story of what happened. Hopefully the truth comes out. And hopefully the truth uh, is that he was well within his rights and he gets let go. No, I know me personally, I don't want to see him go to jail. I don't. I don't know if he just gets let go though, because they do have him on video giving a 
decent guillotine over to the uh <laughs> over to the to the officer. I don't Kansas City Police Department, I don't know if they could just let that go. I mean, we've seen people get away with much worse. He'd probably get probation or some shit. He got the money to get a good lawyer to help him get off. So. Tell me some tell me some tell me something where someone got away with much worse that was black, not OJ. Chris Brown. He didn't get away with any of that. Chris Brown went to jail. Chris Brown did Chris Brown did hella time and not he hella, hella time. I'm about to say no, no, let, me rephrase, let me rephrase Chris Brown had hella probation. He was doing community service. Chris Brown ain't just Chris Brown ain't just get away with anything. I hate, That's what I'm... That shit. I hate when people do that shit. Like okay, Chris Brown you're... got away with murder. Like he he literally went to went and did all the shit he was supposed to do. Had me and you assaulted a woman like that, we would still be in jail right now. That's we wouldn't true. have got what you mean is not true. That's not true. Yeah, America yeah, yeah, it is. I don't care about black women like that. If it was that's not just any black women, that's Rihanna. Because, it was because it was Rihanna. That's that what I'm saying. Upside. But you know how many black women get out here, get abused, and, and they don't become true, at all? But you don't you don't touch America's sweetheart like that. He did. I'm saying for somebody to touch someone of that caliber and only get probation, he that in comparison, that's a slap on the wrist. Anybody else would have done that uh, a crime like that to that woman? They'd have been under the jail. Well, that woman saying. didn't press charges. Remember, she really, they were back together probably like two or three weeks later down in Miami. Um, and it was big At a heat news. game. Yeah, it was big news that they were, because, you know, they were young and dumb and going through shit. I'm not giving him any, any excuse to do what he did. He was wrong as fuck. I was about to say, this is the first time where no, you I canceled off the show and not me. So keep talking. Nah, not at all. I don't give him any excuse. I'm saying, I, I'm using this as an example of, yo, America don't give a fuck about black women. They never have. You know how many niggas, you know how many niggas running around here that done beat their wife all the time, the hat, done called the cops, and it ain't been nothing? The only reason you're saying that, oh, if it, cause it's Rihanna, but if it wasn't Rihanna, nobody would've gave a fuck. True, but I'm saying it was her. That's I, the difference. I, I hear you, but I'm just, I want you to understand what I'm saying. No, and, and not I, like I get a, what you're saying, like I agree. Past, I'm just saying that, he he clearly he clearly got more consequences because it was Rihanna, and because he's Chris Brown, he probably got off a little bit more than they could have thrown the book at him. But they America don't care like that. I get what you're saying. I'm saying, given the circumstances of that incident, it could have been a lot worse had it been anybody else. How did we get here? Now we can stay here. We can stay here if you want to. We uh, can. Speaking of yeah, speaking of uh, America not caring for black women, recently a story surfaced of Chad Wheeler of the Seattle Seahawks, who savagely beat his is it his fiance his girlfriend. His, his girlfriend savagely beat his girlfriend to the point where he believed she was dead. He began to eat dinner next to her unconscious body, and when she woke up, his reaction was, "Oh wow, you're alive." And can you believe this This story surfaced early in the week? It wasn't until about Thursday or so that you heard news outlets picking it up. Uh, Shannon Sharp spoke on it. Um, the gentleman from the Fox Sports show, Speak for Yourself, I forgot the gentleman's name, he spoke on it. But it wasn't 
it, this story isn't garnering the same attention as the Ray Rice story. Oh, yes. That was going to be my example. Right. When the Ray Rice thing happened, even before the video came out, you heard about it. Some There was something said, period. And then when the video came out, what I think what really blew that video up was what you heard was a fraction of what the video showed. And when the video painted the clearer picture, that's when everybody was up in arms, rightfully so. Right, it was the but level it, of violence. The level of violence was was higher than we initially thought it was gonna be. Right, and I'm glad you used that phrase, level of violence. Have you seen the pictures of this young woman? I have, I, mean, I have. Face swollen, I mean, just blood coagulated all over her face. It's not a pretty sight. And to see these images and to understand that no major news outlet has even whispered about it is ridiculous. And to think, you know, the NFL that is, you have people like uh, Roger Goodell who's saying they're trying to do the right thing, you know, when it comes to these type of incidents. And you don't hear jack shit from him. And it's like, what the fuck? And there's something blatant that we haven't said and maybe you might say it now, but there's there's one thing that's very different about this story than the other stories when we hear about these athletes abusing their, their significant others. Every other time it's been a black athlete and his black girlfriend. In this case, Chad Wheeler is white and his his girlfriend is black. So it almost begs the question that, hey, whenever these black athletes do it, y'all said something sooner than later, but now the story's a little bit different. The characters in the story are a little bit different. Y'all haven't said shit, so how come? To me, that's the the part that stuck out more. It was the fact that I had heard about this more on Instagram from from people within the 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 NFL uh, who were in those inner circles. You know, women like girlfriends who were speaking up on it on the like saying like yo i know this girl uh this is what's going on that's it's crazy that it's not being put on espn ray rice ray rice was the topic of discussion on espn from beginning to end for for weeks he was the top he was the headline enough so far so far to say like ray rice has disappeared off the face of the earth this dude here he was still he was still with the team up until like two days ago. That's the part that that's the part that that was crazy to me, and the fact that no major outlet was picking it up, and it took like people like you know, you know, prominent black you know black people on on these sports shows like Shannon Sharp, as you said, to come out and be like, we need to talk on this more. What is the reason? Why are we ignoring the fact that this happened and no one's speaking on it? And you say he was on the team up until two days ago. And I'm pretty sure that conversation to release him from the team was like, hey, you know, the story's getting a little too big for us to handle right now. It'll probably be best if we just, you know, kind of cut you loose for a little bit. Just let the thing blow over. And then you could probably, you know, sign back on. No, I, I highly, I highly doubt he gets, I highly doubt he, uh, signs back on uh anytime. i'm willing to bet if this story doesn't take off the way it should he'll be back okay do you remember uh that offensive lineman for the miami dolphins 
um, what's his name? Hold on one second. Let's pause you're, right here. You're talking about Richard Incognito. I don't, I don't feel like that relates, but go ahead. The reason I bring up Richard Incognito because he's done a lot of shit that would got that would have gotten people canceled. He threatened a player's life. He called player racist and homosexual slurs. And if anything, that player that he insulted, that player that he threatened, that guy was looked at as the villain and the weak link that they let go. Not Richard Incognito. He remained in the NFL for a while, but yet he was the one that was a troublemaker. He was the one that was doing foul shit everywhere he went. Richie Incognito still is in the league. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I, I understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's still in the league. Like, there, there so is I'm no... Saying, so my point is, if the story doesn't take off the way it should, the teams will make excuse and continue to work with the player. It's not... It's the public that makes them say... Like, the league has no moral compass it's the fans that when they get up in arms and the league doesn't want to deal with the quote-unquote media coverage from it that's when they say all right i don't want to deal with it the only time where it wasn't a troublemaker player but they used the media as an excuse when it came to kaepernick saying hey we don't want you know the media backlash for what you're doing right that was it only only when it works for their narrative right yeah yeah, I to me that's and that is why I I you're gonna hear me say this a lot in this in this podcast that America doesn't protect black women. How 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 did this go on? And how is it not like the biggest story on on ESPN when we woke up Monday morning? I have no idea. I absolutely have no idea why this wasn't leading. Why it? Oh, I. It should know. have led all week. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, we know, know but because he was white and that girl was black. Well, there's no logical reason that we can think of why this story wasn't leading all week, and why the media wasn't talking to every Seahawk player and coach asking them what the fuck, and Roger Cadell asking them what the fuck. We know damn well, but. It's it's unfortunate that this happened to that young woman. Um, hopefully, she's okay and she gets far away from this situation as possible. Gets far away from him as possible, and hopefully, uh, justice is served and he and he gets pr- prosecuted for what he did to her. No, no. If 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 all that has been said is completely true. Because he's already come out and he's finally spoken up and said that he's sorry, feels horrified of what he did, da 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 da. That's to me, that's already an admittance of guilt. And you know what's crazy about this story versus the others? And don't get me wrong, all the other stories were horrible. There's no reason why a man should strike a woman in a manner that there's no reason why a man should strike a woman, period. But this is the first story that I can recall where it was attempted murder. He was surprised that she lived. It wasn't like, you know, you did, and and what sparked all this? We didn't say what sparked it. What sparked it was she wouldn't bow to him. So it wasn't like he said, "Hey, you didn't bow to me," you know. He hit her. No, he beat her, and and he thought he killed her, and he was okay with that thought. He had dinner next to her unconscious body, so he would have been more than okay 
with the fact that he would have, not the fact, but he would have been more than okay with killing this woman. The fact that she lived surprised him. That should warrant an attempted murder charge. But I'm not a, a prosecuting attorney. I don't know how all that works per se. I'm just saying that that should be considered the fact that he thought he killed her and she lived. That shit is that shit is wild to me. What did he say? He he had a uh, what was his his description of what happened? I don't recall his exact reason, but what I do anticipate, um, the reasoning would be. I have a strong feeling that whoever is going to be the forefront of explaining this away, they're going to try to use CTE as an excuse. And I have a strong feeling that that that's going to be the the driving story that, hey, CTE is an issue. It's causing players to act irrationally and violently and so forth. And they're going to bring up players of the past who suffered from CTE and try to like uh, players like Kellen Winslow, players like Aaron Hernandez, Junior Seau. I won't be, uh, Junior Seau, um, I won't be surprised. Seau. Thank you, Seau. Seau was that Trey song, that Trey song, that Trey song song. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's what I'm keeping it, too. You motherfucker. What did you say to me last week when I called you a reprehensible nigga? Don't be disrespectful. You called me that? Yeah, because you decided to say that <laughs> nacho See, that you, cheese Doritos. Was, you <laughs> insult me so much that I, it goes, it, it just. I insult you up. so much? Yeah, yeah. When? When has this been a thing? Did you not create Fuck Frank Fridays? That was out of love, right? <laughs> that was out of love. It's all good, man. That's what good friends do. We can we can insult each other, not take it personal. Yeah. But um yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if those players' names come up saying, hey, CTE makes people act violently and you know, XYZ. Um let me ask you this. How often did you hear about CTE during the Ray Rice thing? I very I rarely heard. I didn't hear it not once. If if you heard very, it, where did you hear it from? Because I I didn't. I didn't. I I'm didn't. About to say that's why I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to think. This is crazy, man. Yeah. Very much so. Oh man. Moving on. Ti and Tiny have a little situation going on right now that's uh a little it seems a little fishy over there some some don't smell too good in the mix so this is a, a story that's currently developing um there's a instagram account called the glam university that has that has stories from approximately 14 alleged victims of T.I. and Tiny. And basically what these victims are saying is that um, both T.I. and Tiny uh, enticed them with drugs and then raped them, had their way with them, and even passed them on to their friends. And they've had days or nights where they woke up 
from being unconscious and not knowing what exactly transpired that evening. And they woke up nude. In some cases, they woke up nude next to people they wasn't, they didn't know that well or whatever. And some of these people said this took place for years or months. Um, so this is relatively new. I want to say this story is developing as a couple of days old. T.I. has already spoken out and said the claims made against him and Tiny are, in his words, egregious. Did I pronounce that right? Say it again. Egregious. You know, he, he used a lot of $20 words. My vocabulary ain't that, ain't like his. Uh, no, 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 no. We're going to give you, like like they did on Twitter when you, I forgot what word you used last week. Acquiescence. Uh, was that, that was it? it. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right. Um, Man, I don't know why you don't just go have you some escargot. You're already talking big money. <laughs> Man, with this story developing, we know that we're not going to hear much from T.I. and Tiny because more than likely their attorneys are going to take the going to go are going to take the lead on this and play this out in the court of law. Um, we'll just have to wait and see if if not only more victims uh, show up, if more victims are willing to put their name on their story. And that would be the game changer. Because right now, there's only one name tied to this. And T.I. and Tiny say they already have a history with this person trying to uh, ruin their lives for one reason or another. Now, if these victims are willing to come out and say, well, I don't want to be anonymous. I want the world to know what you did to me. That could change everything. So uh, agree. This story um, don't have legs just yet, but if that happens, they're they're going to have a lot to deal with and a lot to address. Ti and Tiny have a history of oh, a rumored history of threesomes and you know messing with people in and out of the you know bringing people in and out of their bedroom. Um, much to the, much similar to. Uh, Will Smith and Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, where it was like people said they had like an open relationship. And we all saw that there was some smoke to that fire at a certain point. Um, entanglement, nigga. Like oh, you talking, no, you talking about Will and Jada. I was, <laughs> when you said, when I said when, I was referring to T.I. and Tiny. I was like, when did they came out with a threesome story? But okay. Now, entanglement, you're right. That I do remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's been rumors about I know you you've heard rumors about Ti and Tiny having people in and out of their bedroom. No, I haven't. I just heard you know the stories of Ti cheating a lot and Tiny wanting to leave him. Nah, see, I've heard we've all heard those because that's when it becomes a bit more public. But I've been hearing about the rumors of them having people in and out of their bedroom for a while now. That's not okay. like crazy, crazy news to okay. me. Um, okay, but I'll say this though. Um, without going into details of all the stories, one thing that remains constant in every story is the role Tiny, allegedly, the alleged role Tiny played. And I, one thing that I've noticed, and it led to an interesting conversation on Twitter, was that people don't talk about the role women play when it comes to sexual assault and 
somebody brought up that that was something that needed to be talked about more that um, when it comes to couples who do sexually assault victims, the woman plays more of a leading role because it's easier for her to drop the defenses of the victim. Um, and they say that that happens more often that it's led on to believe where a woman would come in and be friendly with the woman and then get her in a position where she, where basically her back's to the wall, she's vulnerable and the couple or whoever takes advantage of her. And then when it's all said and done, um, a lot of time the woman, you know, kind of skates away and the focus is on the man who was probably the ringleader or just another party involved or so forth. But I mean, if you look at the story with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, there was a woman involved and she did a lot of the shit he was tied to. She, um, actually, we haven't heard her name in a while. And I wonder if they killed her too. But anyways. I just want that to be clear that the 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 person who said that was Frank. That was not Marvin. Um, they not. I never stated. I don't know anything regarding the Jeffrey Epstein story. I have stayed personally away from the Jeffrey Epstein story. That was Frank. 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 All right. Um. Moving on. I just want that to be clear, because niggas is dying over there, and I don't want to <laughs> die. Something I ever even look into. They did that shit. But my, I, all I'll say is this. I hope, I hope the stories aren't true. Um, I, I, I truly pray that um, this isn't another example of how America, not just, not just white people, but black people as well. Don't, we don't take care of our women. So, mm. Let's 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 move on from there. Yeah, so let that story develop and we'll see what happens next week if we bring it back up or not. Um, I know we're not gonna speak on it until we know more, a whole lot more. So uh stay tuned, I guess. So earlier this week, um TI was was in the news again for a character he played in a movie, Cutthroat City, which is on Netflix. The movie is uh, directed by Wu-Tang Clan's Zariza, and it follows four friends dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. T.I. plays a character named Cousin Bass, a local drug dealer uh, in the movie. And the reason this was uh, noteworthy was because the character that T.I. portrayed has a uh, vertiligo, which is a... The condition that affects has who? Vitiligo. Vitiligo. vitiligo, excuse me, which is a, a condition that affects skin pigmentation. Now, people are uh, people have opinions about this because they feel it was unnecessary to cast Ti in a role portraying somebody with vitiligo instead of casting an actor with vitiligo. Um, there's mixed feelings about this particular uh, this particular thing. Some people feel that, hey, um, it's a movie. He's portraying a character. And if that character has those conditions, 
it's his responsibility as an actor to bring that to the film. Uh, some people feel that by him doing so, some people feel that it takes opportunities away from actors who may actually suffer from that condition and can be the representation of that particular condition on screen. Um, Bring some authenticity to the role. Right. Some people even went as far as to bring up Jamie Foxx's role in Ray saying that wasn't cool either to have, you know, someone of Jamie Foxx's stature who's not blind portray a blind man. <clears throat> um, I just think, I think it's interesting. Where do I start? Okay. I think it's, I think it's interesting because where's the line? And what I mean by that, um, every character in movies have some representation in real life in one way or another. So where's the line? Is it only stops with medical conditions? Um, this month, well, in February, we have, you know, the movie, Black Messiah and Judas, which is a movie about Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers. The actor that's portraying Fred Hampton is a British actor who has no ties to the Black Panther Party. Now, would people be upset that this is a British actor playing an African-American hero? Why not have an African-American person who happens to have ties to the Black Party play that character? I mean, would that be a similar argument where you want somebody who comes from whatever role they're playing to portray that role. And the thing is, where's the line? Where, where's the line drawn where you will let an, an artist work? And like, I understand you let me want. let me jump in. Let me jump in. Go ahead. Let me jump in right here. I can tell I can tell you trying to find the right words to not yeah. sound like an asshole, but to kind of you want to know where's the line gonna be drawn. Acting right. is pretending. Uh okay, that's so, what it is that they do. Right. So okay, so let's say you get a person with vitiligo, vitiligo to play this role. Now, would this person with vitiligo, would they be able to play a role with of someone without vitiligo? Or are they only handcuffed to playing roles with a person with that condition? I, I think I think the people who who feel a way regarding these type of things are just people who want more representation in certain spaces. I, I can I can sympathize with wanting representation in certain spaces as black people wanted representation, uh more representation in in, in movies in general back in the day um i could see how but then it was different. you may want to find explain the difference so they were having roles that were it was it was race based so you had white people playing so so the line is only race for you so if i if something is race and gender race and gender that's it those those are the only lines that matter to me i would say th that i can logically understand where let's say if you had a role 
of a woman, but instead of casting a woman for you, you put a man in a wig and he plays a woman instead of him being like, if if it's, if the movie is too Wong Fu, okay, fine. You have men playing women because that's the movie. But if the movie was Monsters Ball and they didn't cast Holly Berry and instead you cast John Liquizamo to play the role that Holly Berry played, then it's like, okay, what are you doing? That's not a woman, that's a man. Why not cast a woman for that? For someone who I know watches Pose, and 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 is a big proponent of that show where there is a lot of representation of people from all walks of life. You 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 understand that some of those people are excited to actually be on that show because they're actually transgendered and can actually be on that show and kind of. But I said race and gender though. Race and gender? That's what I said. What about sexuality? Race, gender, and sexuality. That's what I meant. So in this case... Those are your only... Li- but see, that's my thing. Who are you to draw the line? Because now... I am absolutely race, nobody. I'm just saying, where is it? Well, that's what people are trying to find. Because we're not the one being excluded in the moment. So that's why I always... I always try to put myself in the in the in the headspace of someone who's being excluded like if i'm a person who's an actor and i have vitiligo and i feel like i could have brought a better authenticity to role or there's a crowd of people who think that this particular person this particular actor could have brought a better authenticity to a certain role because they suffered from said thing now i have not seen that movie i don't know how great it is i don't even know how deep ti even having vitiligo has anything to do with the role that he played i just want to make that clear I have not seen it. I have no intentions of watching the movie, just to be honest. <clears throat> but, okay, but what if the creators, the director of the movie, wanted to simply work with T.I.? And they didn't even cast the role. They gave it to him. No, that I mean, they that's them casting T.I. in that role. But I'm saying... If, if you wanted to work with T.I. so bad... Call, what if they just... If you wanted to work with T.I. so bad, you could have found another role for him, right? He didn't have to be the guy that had vitiligo. That was your choice. Right. That was their choice. But why aren't they able to make that choice? Kind of roughly sum up what I'm saying. I think the more you try to uh, say who can do what and who can represent what, essentially you, you paint everybody in the box instead of trying to broaden the scope of who provides representation and broadening the scope of who does work where, you're going to paint people in a box. I think basically what I'm trying to say, I believe that's a double-edged sword to say, um, T.I. shouldn't have played an actor with vitiligo. You should have gotten an actor with vitiligo. Because, okay, let's say they do that. Then when it comes for that actor to play a role of somebody who doesn't have vitiligo, they're going to say, well, you don't have, well, you have vitiligo, so how are you going to portray somebody with it? So essentially that person is only painted in a box to play what he represents or he or she represents. You get what I'm saying? Okay. You don't get what I'm saying? If you're you're a kid that has vitiligo, right? Right. And you don't get to see much representation out here in the world with some of someone who has that. And even when they actually show someone who suffers from something that you show that you have, 
they choose T.I. to be that person? When you know that they probably could have found someone better who could fit that role, how would you fit? Okay, so I guess the closest thing to that where I could relate to, um, they didn't have much Haitian representation in movies. And then when Bad Boys 2 aired, they showed Haitians as Zopound and the people that portrayed Haitians on screen were not Haitian. They had blonde dreads, they had the fishnet tank tops, the accents were horrible. I thought it was comical, but at the same time, it was cool to see that Haitians were recognized in a sense, like at least they mentioned our nationality there. And that's and that's what it was. It was it was like stay there, stay, stay right there, stay right there. At least they mentioned it. But what if they had did it right? Would you have felt more represented in that? Like if they had authentic, authentic Haitian people with authentic Haitian accents. Like if they you would have used... saw yourself a bit more instead of it, it is a comedy movie. It is to be comical, but it wouldn't have been like so exaggerated the... and fucking ridiculous. Like on the show Heroes, they have a character who portrays a a, a, a person with power name. The character name is the Haitian, and he's portrayed by Jimmy Jean Louis, and he's actually Haitian. Um, seeing him on screen was different than seeing the people in um, Men in uh, not Men in Black. <laughs> it, it was different seeing him on screen versus seeing the people on Bad Boys because not only was he actually Haitian, um, he wasn't a caricature of a Haitian person. Um, I believe he he represented Haitian people very well on that show. He wasn't a caricature of Haitian people. And seeing him on screen was very different than seeing um, the, the portrayal of Haitian people on Bad Boys 2. And but to the point that I'm making, he's not typecast to only play Haitian people. You get what I'm saying? That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Right, his representation matter, but I'm saying if you're gonna be, if you're going to, how can I say? I it's not that I disagree with you. I'm just saying, where's the line? That's all I'm saying. I'm big fan of the the Haitian on Heroes. I want to say that I felt like he portrayed him. And, and him just being like his name, just being the Haitian and the way people showed reverence to him whenever he walked in a room. Like, you know, when you saw him, big shit was about to happen because his power was literally to depower everybody around them. Like he had some of the like the most powerful people can be. But as soon as he walked in the room, you were you were just regular ass uh, hero Nakamura. Like you were just whole regular ass nigga. I liked the way he brought a certain reverence to that character. But I think you don't think if they had brought, even in that comedy realm, you don't think if they had brought some actual Haitians in for that, for that particular thing in bad boys too, you don't feel like they could have brought a different spin to the way that, that, that whole thing was told. I just agree with you. I said, yeah. And that's why I brought up Jimmy Jean Louis. Right. So, I understand you want to know where the line's going to be drawn and, and we'll, we'll, we'll close it out. Uh, but I'm just, I, I agree with you that. Yeah. I mean, acting is pretending you're being, you're putting yourself in the role of someone else. I'm all for that. 
but I understand people wanting to be represented on screen. Like you felt fully represented on screen when you saw the Haitian on Heroes. Yeah. To a degree, Frank. Jeez, I'm not saying that you looked at him and was like, oh, that's me because he's Haitian. No, but I'm saying you saw- I just felt he represented us right. Because a lot of times up until that point, Haitians were portrayed in a certain light and it was like, that ain't really us. When it came to him, it was like, okay, this is more like it. Okay, I think we could, we could table it on that one. Uh, so this is this is literally the. Uh, did you hear the ding? I did hear the ding. Ah, sorry. Somebody decided to text me randomly. Make uh, sure my phone don't vibrate. Okay. It actually, my phone was on vibrate. It was my computer that ding because everything's fucking connected. You love you Apple, know, right? Apple. Uh, I wonder how many times that gets people in trouble, where they're doing some foolishness that they have no business doing and let's say their significant other is on a laptop or whatever and an iMessage come through and they think they're being slick and the whole the whole time the person can go through their message through the laptop or the iPad I wonder just how often that gets people or your Apple watch or your iPad or or your like honestly I as I sit here right now talking to you on my MacBook wearing my Apple Watch with my iPhone and my iPad and the 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 Apple Pen for the iPad everything's connected that was a But if I was doing dirt way of Marvin saying he is balling cuz none of that shit is cheap that, nah, this is an iPhone 10, sir. Don't get your life twisted. Ain't nobody ain't out here. He had it life. since it probably came out that Apple pen that, is expensive. That pen alone is like $200. Get your life together. I got that bitch for $60. Black Friday. Y'all niggas be trying to do too much on the wrong Marvin time. Marvin is lying to you. <laughs> Apple puts nothing on sale for Black Friday. Marvin is He done paid $200. You know, let me be clear. <laughs> this is an Apple pen. Yeah. It is first generation. So when they dropped the first generation prices down during Black Friday, I jumped first, on that pen ain't been out long. Yeah, this this they got like the third generation Apple pen. Are you already. serious? This ain't, bro, Apple, come on now. You think I don't own any? This is a fifth generation watch. They got the six out already. That's why you don't see me out here living crazy. I ain't got money like you. I ain't got money like that. Y'all here making million dollar deals, bro. I'm, I'm just out here trying to put you mean it. Mean I'm getting shot down when I approach these million dollar deals. Hey, but you in the room? You in the room, sir? Yeah, that's the only way they can tell me get the fuck out. <laughs> you right? Damn, you said it like that. Uh, Speaking of getting the fuck out, Danny Lay <laughs> almost got her ass the fuck out of here, boy. <laughs> she she working real hard trying to get get her ass the fuck out of here. Um, if those of you who aren't aware who Danny Lay is, Danny Lay recently, uh, she's probably only been like famous for probably about a year or two, uh, back in like 2019, 2018, 2019, she came, she dropped a song with Chris Brown. Uh, that was pretty big. It was on the radio everywhere. Um, that literally, in my opinion, is her only hit that she's ever had. Um, it's easy 
easy. Uh, she had released it, but it didn't blow until she got Chris Brown on the remix, and it just took the hell off. Like they had a video for it. It it's gone platinum. It it was a pretty big song. It was all over the radio. Uh, so recently, she's kept herself famous by being the on again, off again girlfriend of the baby, and releasing little tad small little songs here and there um none none of note that i'm super aware of recently she got herself in some hot water by releasing a song called yellow bone and in this particular song she's talking about how yellow bone is what he likes and she's gotten in a lot of hot water because of it because a lot of people feel like there she is, you know, promoting light skin over over brown skin and people not fully understanding what's going on. But I'm, I'm going to play the song for you. Hold on one second. Okay, first of all, it's trash. That song is trash. Not going to argue that. What she's saying on the song is yellow bone. That's what he likes. She got hella, you know, backlash on Twitter. Uh, and then her response to this initially was, why can't I make a song for my light skin baddies? Why y'all think I'm hating on other colors when there are millions of songs speaking on all types? Why y'all so sensitive and take it personal? God damn. What, what was your initial, what was your initial thought after you saw the uproar? And everything. What was your initial thought on the subject? The subject or the song? You can tell me how you feel about the song. Or you can tell me how you feel about the subject. I had a good feeling what you're gonna feel about the song because I think everybody who we just made listen to it feels the exact same way. Man, that song was absolute garbage, and that's that. Um, the subject. For one, I think she was stupid for voicing her opinion out loud about it. Um. Or she's stupid for even trying to defend that, especially in this climate. Like you, you heard people say, "Read the room," have you not? And I think she did an absolute poor job of doing so. Um, me personally, I'm indifferent about her wanting to create a quote-unquote yellow bone anthem. At the same time, I do understand why people are upset with this yellow bone anthem. And because how it comes off, um, if you're gonna make a song that's uplifting to light-skinned people, then it shouldn't come off at- As you shitting on other right. people. Right, well, I was gonna say as if you're 
preferred or you're the preference. Right. Um, in that case, I'm trying to think, like, how would you make a song? It's probably best not to make the song. Period. If you've been around long enough, you know that, especially in the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, hell, even now, the light-skinned girl has been heralded higher than the dark-skinned woman. I wouldn't even say the dark skin because woman. lately, I want to say, I, I want to say it's a trend Little Wayne started. I don't know no, when he said, because, okay, let me finish. Because you said light-skinned girl. And I want to say it ain't even that anymore. I think it's, I want to say it's Little Wayne. He said something about exotic women. So I'm about to say it's not light-skinned anymore. That's it. I think ever since Little Wayne said that in a song, it was more of women who have a Kim Kardashian look where they don't look black. They don't look white. They look like they're from, you know, Middle Eastern Europe or Middle Eastern or Europe or Eastern Europe or something like that. Bro, bro, bro. Even even that is once again black men preferring lighter skin. Right. I'm, what I'm saying is semantics. <laughs> Go ahead. You continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying because you hear exotic all the time. Exotic is supposed to be better. This this. Yeah, but that. back with what you were uh, saying back in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, everybody talked about the light skinned girl. The light skinned girl was it. Yeah. The light skinned girl, and not just '80s and '90s, like even they were the standard like of said, beauty. Yeah, and dark skinned girls were looked down down upon. Just less than period. Like even if you looked on like TV shows in the '80s and '90s, like uh, whoever was the, whoever was the leading guy, more than likely his love interest was a light skinned woman. Um, the girl who was made the butt of jokes was the dark skinned woman. Sometimes it was, and she wasn't only dark skinned, she was dark skinned and heavier set. Um, I know one example a lot of people like to call back to. Um, they talk about the show Martin, you know, Gina being the light skinned girl who, you know, who was Martin's girlfriend. And then, you know, there was Pam who Martin ragged on all the time. But I mean, I think if you would ask anybody, they would say Pam was the finer of the two women. That That's how I felt. But, uh, well, you ain't saying nothing. I totally agree with you. Pam's still fine. They should always. To this day. <laughs> to this day. Had kids and all else. To this day. To this day. <laughs> Real quick uh, side note. Do you know she is the biggest Black actress in Brazil? Did you know that? This is news. Okay. We had no idea why. Did they get a lot of Martin back nah, in the night? So let me break it down for you real quick. So outside of Africa, Brazil has the next largest population of Black people. Um, and crazy enough, going back to our other conversation, Black people are rarely represented, represented in a positive light on TV in Brazil. Now, a show that's syndicated in Brazil is Everybody Hates Chris. She plays the mother. Not only does she play the mother, she plays a strong, a, a strong female role. And right. the people in Brazil absolutely love it to the point where she is not just a celebrity over there. She is like a mega celebrity. They showed footage of her in Brazil. She's like, I mean, people in the streets screaming her name and just cheering her on. And uh, it's, it's, it was a beautiful sight. That's dope. I didn't even know that, to be honest. Like, yeah. 
But yeah, um, yeah, Pam. Yeah, like like Pam's her name. No, Tisha Campbell. Tashina Arnold. Tashina Arnold. My bad. Look at you. All wrong. All wrong. All wrong. Tashina Arnold. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, going um, back to what you were saying. Um, continue. So so you know, Danny Lee got a lot of backlash. She her initial reaction was, "Y'all niggas too sensitive." Pretty much. I was about and to say then, she said that. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah, she didn't say that. But uh, that was her initial reaction was everybody too sensitive. Let me make songs for, for the light skinned girls. Um, she claims that there are so many songs for dark skinned women. And there, there really, there really isn't like you name, name a, a song for dark skinned women. There really isn't that. I was many. about to say, are you asking me to right now? No, I'm not, okay. Cause there isn't that many. There isn't that many. If you want to say brown skin girl, no, brown skin no, girls is forever. I was about to say not. That's not even that one. That doesn't count. <laughs> So she came back with a longer apology and in said apology was like, I can't, I can't be, I can't be colorist. I, I can't have colorism because I fuck a whole chocolate man and I have chocolate friends. That's like, your, that's like the white dude who's like, I'm not racist because I, I sleep with black women and I got black friends. Nah, that's not how that works. I seen that clip and when, I, when, when she said that, I cringed. I was like, ah, that was, that was a, yeah. And I was like, that is a horrible, horrible uh, argument, but you're going to get roasted on it. And hopefully you learn. You know, my whole thing was, I was looking at it and I was like, man, you need to fire your team. Like who advised you that this was a good idea to put this up? I believe she probably doesn't even have a team because if she did, they would have took her phone away. It'll be like, okay, look, shut up. Don't, don't you don't need to tweet, Instagram, nothing. Just shut up. No, I believe everybody, I believe these people, if you made it to this level, you have a team, they just might not be good. Cause clearly, because there's a lot of celebrities that go out and tweet and say shit all the time. And you're like, yo, Tory Lanez, for example. Tory Lanez has talked way too much regarding this other situation he has with Meg the Stallion. Way too much. If I'm not mistaken, it was something regarding speaking on the this the case between him and Meg and I believe that was denied. They, whoever was in his corner told him, shut up, don't say nothing about it, although he wanted to. And of course, yeah, again, he it's in his best interest, honestly, to not say nothing and just lay low as possible. But not everybody is smart. So she came back that her apology was whack. And I think she at this point has kind of just let it subside a lot of people like you initially your whole thing was you know people are being a little sensitive but you didn't have a full history of the fact that she has been going back and forth with the baby's ex-girlfriend who is a dark-skinned woman yeah so so when you first when you first brought this story to my attention i didn't know i didn't know who danny lay was i heard the song thought the song was absolutely horrible and yeah i thought people were being sensitive because when I heard it, this was my thinking. And again, I'm not speaking for nobody else but myself. I heard the song, thought it was trash, and then didn't quite understand why so many people gave such a trash song so much attention. And it was like, so what she's singing about Redbone? She's not doing them no justice with the song. The song is absolute garbage. So why do y'all care if she's even making a song about Redbone? So yeah, I thought people was being too sensitive and just wanting to latch on to something that they felt was offensive to them. It wasn't until you brought it to my attention by saying, no, she's actually famous and 
know she's actually dating somebody famous and she's been going back and forth with this famous guy's, you know, child's mother. And the child's mother happens to be a dark skinned black woman. And it's like, oh, okay, with all these things being considered, and this is a much larger picture than I first realized, then it's like, okay, now I get why people are putting so much energy into this. It's not just a trash ass song. It's much bigger than a trash ass song. Right, right. And you you, you stand that colorism is definitely a thing. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, recently, I just uh, you know, read the book Outliers and in the last chapter or the epilogue of Outliers, the author who is Jamaican, he goes into detail about how colorism um, affected his family and how he had aunts who were treated differently due to being fair-skinned. And he even goes back into history of the beginning of colorism and how, you know, when these slave owners would rape their slaves and have children and, you know, the children who were come out light-skinned were treated differently. They were, they were allowed to be in the house. They were treated a little better than the dark-skinned slaves. And that type of action over the years, it, it, it leaves scars. So it, it, it basically, it trains people to believe that this person is better than me because of how they appear. And as things that happened 400 years ago are still prevalent today. Some people still believe that due to their skin complexion, they are better than those who may not have the same complexion as them. And I mean, you even see it in cases where some people who are darker skinned will say something like, oh, I can't date a dark skinned person because I don't want dark babies. So they will go out their way to find a lighter skinned person. And I've seen this with both men and women. If I'm not mistaken, Kodak Black had a quote where he said he wouldn't date a dark chick. Lil Wayne had Redbone up and down this song. He had a line, um, bad bitch, but I, I bet you look better red or something like that. Um, you remember that line? No, I remember the line. I just shook my head. Like, okay, I remember. I remember when I first heard it. Even this, even when it was years ago, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, it was like, and I mean, I get it. You know, um, it's 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 an ugly part of history that a lot of people don't talk about until recently. Now we hear more people speaking up about it. But the reason I didn't put so much stock into Danny Lake saying it, because I felt her voice had no weight. Um, this is my thing. If somebody, if I'm walking down the street and somebody who I don't know from a can of paint calls me ugly, I wouldn't care because I don't know you. You mean absolutely nothing to me. Your words carry no weight to me. Now, if I'm at a job interview and this job can potentially change my livelihood and the potential employer says, I only hire pretty people and you don't fit the bill, that would bother me because their voice carried weight. It affects me in more ways than one. So when me not thinking Danny Lay is not famous and she's just a Twitter person or whatever, thinking her voice carries no weight. Why do I even care? I mean, because you're going to have assholes throughout the world, whether you like it or not. But there's certain assholes who can affect your day 
and I understand you care for what they have to say, but then there's going to be a lot of them who no matter what they say or do is not going to have any effect on you. And so why even give those people energy? So hearing the story from when you first told it, I thought Danny Lay was in bucket B where her voice carried no weight. Why does it matter? But understanding that she's famous and she has a large influence and that her voice does reach a lot of people, then it's like, okay, actually she belongs in bucket A. And that when she says stuff, a lot of young girls, a lot of young guys can hear this and think what she's saying could be, could be the gospel, if you will. So when somebody in bucket A says something, it is to your benefit to check them right away and let them know that, hey, you're, that, ain't, that ain't what it is. So that's why when we first had this conversation, I was like, I don't give a fuck about what she said. Cause I'm thinking she's, she's not famous. She's no, I didn't know her at all. And then when you went, matter of fact, you even said she has a, a, a popular song with Chris Brown that was all over the radio. And I'm like, really? When was this? And then when you sent me the song and I played it, the song probably played for maybe 10 seconds. I'm like, oh this song yeah, yeah you're right it was all yeah. over the radio and i'm like that's who she is and the crazy thing is when you even now when you said that was her song and chris brown is the feature i'm like oh i didn't even realize that either all this time i thought that was his song but anyways with that being said it's like you know i get why people are up in arms and it's just i'm not gonna say it's sad i guess you could just say it's a shame that um she goes into defensive mode. And instead of listening to understand why people are upset with what she said, she goes into- Listening to battle back. Yeah, she's just listening to respond. But at the same time, again, by her being famous, I can understand she probably got hundreds and thousands of voices coming at her. So it's probably a natural response to her to kind of defend herself and I'm not saying I feel sorry for her. It's just, I understand why you're defending yourself, but at the same time with the stage you're on, although it may be hard to not defend yourself, it's probably to your best interest to just take a step back, just listen and do your best to quiet all the voices and just filter them and see what common denominator all these voices are talking about and try to get a better understanding. Why are these voices coming at me? Okay, because of something I said, what exactly about what I said is triggering these people? And what exactly about that is so wrong? And once you figure all that out, then you can probably formulate a proper apology and response and move forward with the whole situation. But she's young. This is my first time hearing from her. So I'm assuming this is her first time in hot water to this capacity. So she's probably not going to respond to it the right way. It's probably going to take her some time. Maybe years down the line when she comes out with, a, let's say, another hit or something where she goes into acting and she has a big project and in an interview when they bring it back up, then she could probably speak on it more eloquently and say, yeah, I didn't handle this right. But until then, this is what we know of her. And she completely puts her foot in her mouth every chance she got. Yeah, I mean, I'm... let me tell you all. When we first had this conversation, I literally knew I was going to come on here and have to fucking argue with Frank. <laughs> and I had jotted that. I literally, I was driving home recording voice notes like, 
what the fuck, Frank? And I, I was going off on that dude. I was like, no, you sound like all these white people out here acting like people, oh, why don't y'all just get over it? Why are y'all so sensitive? Like, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how you could be this person. Not the same man I grew up with. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. That's why I let you go on your soliloquy just now. And I'm glad that we we, we come to a, a better understanding of the situation. You know one thing I appreciate, I appreciate about you, Marvin? Um, you don't judge me when, when, when you bring something to me and I don't have a chance to like really filter and, and refine my thoughts. And I'm just, I'm just coming out with it. You don't judge me immediately. You'll let me say it. And then you'll even, you'll even give it back to me and say, well, what about the, and you'll probably give me a chance to like filter it. And I guess that's because you've known me for so long and it's like, I know you better than this. So although it's coming out like this, I know this isn't you. So I'm gonna give you a chance after chance to clean it up and try to really gather your thoughts. And you let me know that you don't get what I'm saying. And I see that you don't get what I'm saying and I try to clean it up. So I know you was getting ready to hand me my ass today. I knew Bro, it. when I tell that's you, that's why I, <laughs> I wrote before we, before any of the other topics we talked about, I had wrote a full on <laughs> essay. I had I had an old personal story I was going to tell you. I had pulled a Malcolm X quote about how the most marginalized, most disrespected person in America was black women. I when I tell you I was bro, I was ready to come light your ass up and I was like, "Hey, Frank might just have to feel it on the podcast." <laughs> like and I knew you was going to come at me and rightfully so. So the same time while you were thinking, "Oh, I'm going to flame this nigga." I was thinking about them. How am I coming off? How can I properly express what I'm trying to say? So I'm glad you let me speak first and I was able to clean up a lot of it. Cause I think we had this talk on what, Tuesday? I want to say we had this talk on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, we literally had a whole 30 to 40 minute conversation about it. I was sitting in my office. We had literally Dude, I was had in the parking lot of Home Depot. I didn't even walk into Home Depot to have that conversation with you. But I'm glad you let me speak first to clear up what I was saying. And that was basically it. And um, I think I got my thoughts out clearly then. But- um, No, you did. you did. Yeah, but again, well, how old is she? Don't tell me something like she's 28, 29, 30. Don't tell me that. She's like 26, 27. That's still up yeah, there. You grown enough to know better. You wanna know the worst part? She's a Dominican girl. Yeah. From Miami. She's from Miami, huh? I learned that this week. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, and that's the th and the, you know, you ever seen them jokes that people have on Twitter where they say, "I'm not black, I'm Dominican." You ever seen yeah. those? For, so for her to say she's not black is like, yeah, technically you are, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there's but even in in the Dominican Republic, there's 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 a lot of colorism that takes. There's place. a there's a lot of colorism that goes on in there too. Um, but you know you have your 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 your, your lighter skinned girls and your darker skin like they, it, there is a range you right. know what i mean not everybody who's in uh not everyone who's in the dominican art quote unquote you know black right. afro latina not everybody there is afro latina they're not but judging by her features i wouldn't say somebody posted her whole ancestry like her ancestry.com and she's apparently 15% black most of her is is white ah, and, and okay. Hispanic. Wait, quick question. 
how was how did somebody get a hold of her ancestry? Man, I don't know how somebody, but apparently they had they had a full screen. It was on it was on these uh on these blocks. Like somebody had a full her whole breakdown. I mean, like, don't you gotta give DNA to get that kind of stuff? Maybe she did and somehow somebody, you know, somebody who worked okay, was like okay. So let's say if she did a 23andMe or Ancestry or whatever, there's a it's a few of them things out there. So let's say she did one of them. Isn't your information supposed to be protected? I would assume it is, right? Hey, look, I, like I said, I don't know how it got out there. I'm just telling you what was out there. I, I get you. I know you don't have those answers. I'm just saying, like, sometimes it's, sometimes it's, it's scary to me to know how, like, if when people really want something, how easily they can access your information. Get it. I remember it was, it was a, a period on Twitter where somebody will be talking reckless and then somebody wouldn't, they would reply back, but they wouldn't reply back in response of you talking reckless. They'll reply back with your, with your job phone number, with your home address, and the names of people close to you. That's all they would reply back with. And it was like, how'd you get all that information? Like the person would say, the person would, would write something reckless at 5 p.m. By 510, somebody is writing back to them with all of that shit. And it's not like their Twitter name is their personal name. It'll be some weird like ibuprofen. And it's like you would figure out his name is John Smith. He lives in, you know, South Carolina and he works for Johnson. And it's like, God damn, like you can't hide shit on here, which is why I don't talk reckless to strangers on the Internet. I don't either. I mean, I you know, we we all talk and say say shit from time to time, but. Nah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't even much. like even if I if I disagree with the only person I talk reckless to is Rafael Cruz. I'll tell him fuck you in a heartbeat. But outside of him, I don't talk to nobody else reckless. And the only reason I talk to him reckless because he will never see my tweets. And so many people tell him fuck you. I mean, he out of the millions of people that tell him fuck you, he gonna pick me and 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 fuck me up. I highly doubt that. Okay. Now watch I get right. fucked up next week by Rafael Cruz. All right. Don't fuck around and go missing. I know, right? Like, you already done did that Epstein shit. <laughs> you going thank you for reminding the world of that. Hey, I just I just wanted it to be clear one more time. It was Frank who said that. Frank. The F and F and D. Frank said that. All right. So I got I got I got a new segment that uh, I want to throw out there to you. Um, this segment is called, Am I Fucked Up? <laughs> what made you come up with this? So here's, 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 this, here's the segment. Am I fucked up? Because I was on my way to work the other day. And those of us who live in Miami, we know that I-95 is, for some reason, they have been working on I-95 since... I was born and they still aren't done. I don't know. I don't know what it is that they're working on, but there always seem to be some shit going on on I-95. There's always an accident too. Always. Stay right there. So I'm on my way to work and all of a sudden there's just massive traffic. We get to a certain point. It's just trapped. Like we are, we are damn near at a standstill. Real quick. This is why you have to use your GPS, even going to locations that you're familiar with. You got to do it. You got to do it. 
Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's really only like two to three ways to get to where I work. It aren't so many side streets you can take to get to where I go. And to get there the fastest is usually 95. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I'm right. on, it's only I'm so on many my roads. way. Exactly. I'm on my way down there. And you know, I kind of waited till rush hour traffic was over. I thought that was smart of me. I started my day at my home office and I was going into my office to finish up some work. I'm on my way in. Now it's massive traffic. We are at a standstill. So here's the question. Am I fucked up for being like, bro, it better be the most, it better be two double wides piled up. It got it better be limbs out here on a in the in the middle lane. It better be something so fucked up that when I pull up here, if it's a just a if it's just like two cars that bumped into each other, I'm gonna be mad that traffic is this bad. Am I fucked up? You're only fucked up if that's what it was. Please tell me that's what it was. Okay. So I pull up. I pull up the as I see because you know you once that happens, what you do, you go on your app, right? You're like, well, where's the accident? You look and you see it's like it's off a of 62nd street. So you're like, okay. Now it's still, you know what you do? You you type in your your your, your thing and you're like, damn, this still the fastest route. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that shit is the most disappointing thing. When they say you're on the fastest route, you're like, God damn. So I get to 62nd. And it's like, it's three tow trucks out there. Hear me. Three tow trucks out there. Three state troopers out there. Two cars were in the accident. I said, well, first of all, why do you need three, how, three tow trucks? How bad was the accident? They bumped into each other. Let me tell you, it's something about Honda Corolla. It's something about Toyota Corollas that... These Toyota Corollas or them Toyota Tercels that been around since like 96, the fact that them shit still be on the road amazed the fuck out of me. But she the one who got rear-ended by the nigga in the bin. So I was like, ugh, fucks your life up. But nah, bro, you fucked my day up. Now I'm an hour late. The only thing worse than those moments is when the accident is in the opposite uh, traffic lane. So if you and you like you headed what's south, what's the problem? You thinking like again, similar thought to you, like damn, this shit better be something. I better see like yellow tape or something. I better see road flares or some shit. Yeah. And then you get to a certain point, and and traffic starts flowing, and you look across the median, and you're like, the track, the accident was over there, but all of you guys slow down here. Like, what the fuck is your problem? That pisses me off. I purposely, I purposely, when there's accidents like that, I be like this. I'm gonna look straight because I am not gonna be like y'all dumbasses looking <laughs> to see what the fuck the accident was. Now, in this story, did I want to see what the fuck the accident was? It didn't even matter. I had no choice but to see it because they were moving everybody from this five lane highway into two lanes on the far right hand side. And all you can see is these two cars that bumped into each other. But they even pulled over to the shoulder or not even? No. No, because, you know, the express lane is over there. 
So they need to pull him into the shoulder. This that, happened in the express lane? No, they weren't. They were in that far left lane uh, close to the express lane. But if it was a bender, they could have just pulled over to the shoulder. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, so they're one of them dumbasses that just stop right there. And but then but then who helped perpetuate it? The three highway patrol officers who were there with their three cars blocking it up, the three tow trucks for the two cars. Explain that. Where the math? Yes, yeah, somebody should have said, Hey, just take your ass over there. We'll get you. Got cones out. I'm sitting here like, okay, yes, the Benz, the front of his car was tore up. The front of his car was tore up because he rear-ended it. I mean, he backed into that lady. I mean, he... Yeah, he rear-ended her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there like, he got the more fucked up car. That Tercel was living. Like, and, and she probably could have drove home. Oh, but she going to claim whiplash and, and go after that nigga. Oh, shit. Let me tell you. I done, I done, uh, fell out the car. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I see a Ferrari. I'm like, ugh, slump right out the car. Can't even feel my feet. When them Lamborghini trucks hit me, everything gonna be wrong with me that day. Ugh. Speaking of Lamborghini ugh. trucks, do you see how often you see those on the road? It's like they give they it everywhere now. It's like they give that car away like candy. I looked up that shit, dude. That's a two hundred thousand dollar car. It's like, damn, y'all niggas eating like this in the pandemic. The fuck y'all do? All right, so I'm not. Am I? So I'm not fucked up. Uh, if All you right. are, then I'm fucked up with you. Okay, we'll be fucked up together. Yeah. All right, bro. Tell me your new vibe of the week. My new vibe of the okay. Now, can I switch it up this week? Because I don't really have a new vibe of the week. I did have this song that's just been on my chest heavy all day. I, I woke up singing this song. Okay. So is this your classic vibe? Of it's the week? not. It's a classic in my book, but it's not a classic vibe. Let me see when this song came out. This song came out in 2015. It's from Gordon Banks. Keep you in mind. For some reason, I've just been singing this song all day. I first heard this song on the show uh, Insecure. I forgot which episode it played on. That show has the best soundtrack ever. I don't even want to talk about Insecure. I know you said that it's about that. But, I mean, she's probably going on to do some major shit, though. So you got to be happy for her. Oh, I, <laughs> I root for everybody black when the shit over. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see the show go on, too. But, I mean, it got five strong seasons. Well, this is going to be the fifth season. And you know it's going to be strong. Um, But, man, it was such a good show. I don't, I can't recall a more relatable show. Can you? No, I can't. Not for, not for our generation. Right. Uh, uh, man, she's, she's such an amazing talent. She has amazing talent on that show. Um, uh, I hate to see the show go, but I like to see her um, prosper and grow. So shout out to Issa. Um, shout out to whoever puts their uh, soundtrack together. They, yeah. they again, their soundtrack is amazing. This song by Gordon Banks, uh, "Keep You in Mind," is is a it's it's a dope song. I I just love it. Everything about the song, I love it. 
So it's although it's not a, a, a new hit, it was I'm switching it up today and just making it my song of the my song of the day, song of the week, however you want to call it. That's it for me. Nigga, nigga ain't even call a nigga even call a segment what it was. That nigga said song of the day, song of the week. Well, my new vibe of the week <laughs> uh is uh use somebody by division. They're an RB group. Um I've spoken about them a couple times on the podcast, but they got a a, a new song called Use Somebody. It kind of uses the uh the melody of the King of Leon song, Use Somebody, that came okay. out came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh it's pretty dope. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, and my classic vibe of the week is We've Only Just Begun by Glenn Jones. You Are you familiar with that song? I guarantee if I play it, you'll know it. It's only a matter of time before a hit maker takes that sample and make a bomb ass song out of it. I'm surprised it's not. It hasn't been. It's only you, a matter of time. You know, it's only a matter of time. As you know, that is literally the first song on that on that undisputed R and B playlist that I that I shared with yeah. you. Yeah, it starts because it, most times, I don't know those of us who have Apple phones and you know when your phone automatically connects to the Bluetooth for some reason it decides it's gonna play whatever is the first song that you last played. Like it's gonna be the first thing played in your car. It's gonna be loud as fuck for some reason. <laughs> Luckily for me, I really love this song. So I've heard it a whole lot this week, every time I get in my car. But man, I love that song. That's one of my, I just think vocally that dude, I'm surprised he didn't have more hits after that, but he was just amazing. He kills that song. Okay, that's what's up. My old school vibe of the week is Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye. So uh, riding around with my daughters, um, I had my, I wouldn't even say a playlist, just all my music, I had it on shuffle. And um, it fell on this song. And uh, just the start of it, it's, this song has been sampled in so many movies, um, shows. It's just, it's to the point now that even when you hear the song, it's, it's such a nostalgic feeling because it's more than likely it's tied to something you love. Anything else we want to touch on? Um, have you seen the fourth episode of WandaVision yet? Dude, I stay, I did a hell of a job staying off the internet today because I was going to watch it today, but I had to do some stuff with the kids. Dude, I promise you, I'm going to wake up at like five in the morning to watch it in peace. So expect a text from me early in the a.m. of, of talking about it. And judging by, I know you're going to get to me when you get to me, and that's okay. But judging by your reaction and judging by how that last episode ended, my expectations are high. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Speaking of high expectations, um, there's an interview with Kevin Feige talking about the director for The Eternals. And the way he talked about it, I'm excited about that movie. That story spans several millennia. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he said the director of that movie completely gets, she gets it, gets his vision, gets the story, gets the characters. And honestly, I think that movie is going to be such a big piece in the next phase or 
not not just phase, but the next ten year saga of Marvel movies. Out of out of the movies that's supposed to come out in the next year, that if I think we said it, we mentioned it on an earlier episode. That was the movie I was most excited for, because I think because one, I don't know much about them. I just know they have a much larger hand at what goes on in the MCU than other other heroes or beings in the MCU. I'm 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 down for Eternals. I, I'm I'm ready to see it. Um, I prefer them wait so that I can watch it in the theater. I, I'm honestly these big big movies. I prefer to watch all of them in theater. I, I think Disney gonna st- like even with Black Widow. I think they're still gonna put it out in theaters because uh, there was some rumors that it might come out of Disney Plus, but then those rumors were shot down. Yeah, yeah. They they you see they pushed it back. Yeah. Um, but. I'm not mad at HBO Plus. Like, I, dude, I'm super excited about this Judas, uh, the Black Messiah and Judas. Dude, I can't wait to see it. I would have put it like this. If they would have said, hey, you know, pay $30 to watch it at home, I would have paid that $30. Like, that was a movie I would have went to the theaters to go see. I am really, I really, really want to see it. You love, you love getting ready to pay these $30 at the house. I'd be like, woof, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea how much I miss the movies, man. You have no. I, bro, I love the going to the movies. Like, it's one of the things I already told you. I purposely go to certain movies by myself so that I can experience it the way I want to experience it. And then I'll go with whoever I'm dating at the time or with a group of friends. Like, I, certain movies I've seen like two or three times, and I still be just as <gasps> every time something <laughs> happens. <laughs> Shock! Didn't even see that coming. Right. <laughs> when you, but um, when you get to the popcorn that, line, the lady be like, "So you want the usual, Mister Adams?" Like, shh, chill up. You know I said yesterday. <laughs> oh, nah, because after that, you I, you don't already had nachos the day before nachos and whatever. So you just like, now nah, let me just get a, let me get a large icy. Shit, you on your own with that one? I'd be like, give me the nachos again. Nah, nah, because nah. I like to put a little jalapenos on my nacho, and my body at this age is like jalapenos double back to back night. <laughs> All right, nigga. Yo, you being brave, huh? Oh, okay. All right, go show you something. Right. Bet you don't sleep tonight. Gonna <laughs> be hot shit. <laughs> Literally. I'm surprised but neither um, one of us put that hand on your shoulder song as our old school jam of the week. Man, let me tell you, <laughs> there's something. I'm I'm appreciating these challenges lately. The silhouette challenge, it's a sexy challenge, but it's not too like. It's not too vulgar or not too, it's not too in your face. I don't know. It's it's sexy and and and, and classy at the same time. Can I say that? Yeah, because I think many girls have like, many girls have shape and can bounce some ass, but it's something about you got to have a certain level of... You just can't stand there and just be a curvy woman. You you got to make the silhouette move. You got to... It's a certain level of sex appeal that one needs to exude. When you can't see nothing but your, your, your silhouette with some light, you have to exude a certain level of sex appeal. And not every woman needs to be the curvy... Like, some of the best ones I've seen... 
are slimmer women or are, are bigger women, just women who know what they do. You know, somebody, a woman pointed that out. She was like, this silhouette channel is proving that sexy and sex appeal ain't one and the same. Not, not at all. And she was absolutely right. There's some women that, uh, that have a lot of sex appeal and it shows. And there's some women that you think would have that same sex appeal and it's like, oh, you're not quite there yet. And then there's some women that are fucking hilarious and uh they're super creative on their silhouette challenges like they're pop locking they <laughs> one even uh had like a missy type video where she put on this bubble suit and started dancing like missy it was fucking hilarious i'm gonna tell you this it's like i told everybody during the buster challenge save your comedy for your skits <laughs> all right <laughs> Man, I appreciate it all, man. I appreciate nah, it. That's not what I'm when I hear lay your hand on my show. <laughs> like I'm ready to see something. Don't come in here trying to be funny. Uh don't come in here trying to tell me, you know, I need to be focused on God. Okay, see the, those are the ones that. that annoy me. It's like, all right, you no, nah, no, nah. you gonna do don't something. be funny either. <laughs> don't be funny either. That's not what I'm here for. But you, the second I saw that red light come on, I'm I'm ready. You know, there's some niggas that already done fucked it up for everybody, right? Yeah, doing too much. Yeah, I hope them niggas step on a Lego or some bullshit. All right, man. Anything else you want to bring to the table? Nah. Be good. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between I'm trying to switch up, constructs. No, nah, we appreciate we appreciate your your creativity that you got going over there. Like we thereof. Go- yes, D lack there. <laughs> ladies I don't and care. gentlemen, fuck y'all. Damn. All right. Well, fuck you too, friend. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, and all those I know you had a whole hashtag about that. Yeah, yeah, and it was on the Friday. What today is? Friday. Okay, then. Uh, so Let's we just doing? carry on traditions. Right. Why fuck it up? Because I told you to remove it off of Instagram and you got mad. Mm. You mean you crabbed about it and text me <laughs> on the side? Let's, I mean, if you want to tell a story, <laughs> tell a story, my nigga. Bro, I really appreciate it if you took that down. You know, you know, we grown now and this, this, and that. That's what I said. All right, bro, I went right in. I was like, all right, y'all. Frank say he don't <laughs> want none of this going on. So this is the end. Let's call it what it is. I have to delete the post. This has his face on it. He's very sensitive about his face being out here. Cool beans. I'm gonna go Just kept it, it on Twitter. You act like the people who followed you followed me. No, but when you tag motherfuckers, they could see what you got tagged in. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Frank. You can email us at the Samurai Professional Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any comments, questions, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Marvin? 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse at Marvin X Adams. Oh, yes. I'm also on Clubhouse as well at I Can Only Be Frank. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace.